Accurate Light is brought to you by Lee Summit Cares. Lee Summit Cares is a local nonprofit led by an advisory board of local teens focusing on helping youth develop positive relationships and creating a culture of physical and mental wellness in the community. Hi, I'm Carson Jones. How you doing? I'm Charles Parker. Hello, my name is Hayden Peters. I am Maeve Oniamo. Hello, my name is Lily. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to I Can Relate. My name is Hayden Peters, and um, we're starting off by talking about self-image, like your perception of yourself. And first, I just want to bring to the table um, a story about when I first started to care about what people, like, thought of me, really. I feel like everybody kind of has a certain like, amount that they care about how they present themselves and, like, what people think about them, but um, I think a lot of times for people in high school, it kind of ramps up and it becomes a really important part of, like, how we present ourselves is how we think or how we want other people to see us. So when TikTok and everything kind of got to be, like, the place where trends were made during COVID – um, I started to notice, like, all the diet trends, like, there's, like, whipped coffee and avocado toast and stuff like that, and, um, there were also, like, workout routines everywhere, so every morning I would wake up, I would run at 5 a.m., and I wouldn't stop until I ran two miles, and then I would run again in the evening, and I'd run for a mile at, like, you know, after dinner time. And that was something that I did only because I knew that people couldn't see me other than how they saw me on social media. And I wanted to make sure that if you saw me on social media, I looked skinny and athletic and like I was following all the trends, like all the diet workout trends. And I've come to learn that that's kind of dumb and stupid as I've matured, but I think that's something that really changed um, my outlook on trends and how I let other people influence me if that makes sense yeah I also relate because during COVID I did name drop oh my (laughs) evil that's yeah I also did like the whipped coffee thing just because I saw everyone else doing it I made cloud bread which was the biggest waste of my time ever and then Chloe Ting workouts were training at the time, and I saw, like, the 14-day mm-hmm. ab workout, get an ab and stuff. That was the first time I actually worked out. Obviously, we saw no results, and I kind of just gave up. And, um, like, in the beginning, like, going into COVID, I, like, really started, like, critiquing everything I was wearing and, like, every trend that came, I wanted to be a part of it. And then, like, after a point, I realized I wasted so much money on getting new stuff just to fit in with the trend that lasted two days. And after that, I kind of just stuck to my own stuff. Uh, I feel like I was late to the TikTok. Oh, hi, guys. My name is Carson Jones. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was late to the TikTok wave. Like, for some reason, when somebody says something's, like, cool, I never really want it. Like, I've never got, like, be real. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, with TikTok, like, me watching it, I would see, like, everybody. And then, like, the, I would, like sometimes, you know, you look at the comments. And then it really just, like, brought in my, like, view on, like, what, like, this might like be like weird, but like what girls find attractive, or like what guys mm-hmm. find attractive, 
You get what you guys get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy's hot. But then other co- uh, other guys have a speech impediment. Please don't make fun of me. And then other comment section, they'll be like, oh, this is weird. This is so weird. But like when another guy does, it's like it's like cool though. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like what TikTok has done to me. Like I was just like, yeah. makes me like think more like about my. It makes it easier to project your opinion onto somebody. Like the double standards of TikTok was just crazy. Because I'm seeing people cancel people over stuff. Like, you know high and well, you've probably done that before. But just because they're out on social media of doing it publicly, you just, like, bandwagon and see everyone else complaining about it, so you just do it, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My name's Lily. Um, I only got social media about, like, Mm -hmm. two and a half years ago. So... I've never really understood treads before because I was really behind on them. So, like, when I actually got, like, Twitter and then, like, TikTok and stuff, it was really weird to see, like, how fast trends, like, pop up, become really popular, and then just disappear. And people are constantly trying to make themselves appear different or adhere to a certain standard of the trends, and it's really weird. So I've never been one for social media stuff. I didn't hop onto the short format stuff until years after TikTok got big, and even then it was YouTube shorts. Didn't even create, didn't even use my account for YouTube, never cared to sign in, but I've just been viewing YouTube shorts constantly. And you know what? As much as there is the bad stuff on there, the preachiness, the double standards, the over opinionated the um alpha male sigma male bull crap which mm-hmm. both don't exist don't that. i will go into a rant about that but <laughs> my point is there's also some really clever really funny type stuff really dumb humor that i love to see mm-hmm. i think i have a friend who i walk to the bus with sometimes we're always like ranting about something together and one day we decided to talk about, um, recently, um, one politician had wanted to ban TikTok, like, entirely from the country, and my friend absolutely despises TikTok, like, black and white, TikTok sucks. And that used to be my opinion, but the point I was making that entire time was that it's not that simple, right? Um... On TikTok, there's stuff like the doubloons game, which I'm sure you all know of. My cousins told me about it a while back. It seemed really fascinating. Kind of made me want to download TikTok just because it sounded cool. And then there are other stuff. There, are, There's this amazing music people make on it. It's not just the thirst traps that dances. <laughs> and not only that, but it's important that it remains because if we do ban TikTok from the entire country, all else will follow, right? I do think that that's an interesting um, point to make because, honestly, a lot of people um, in our age group are coming to the understanding that, you know, TikTok may not be the healthiest um, habit to have, you know, spending hours a day on the screen. And some people are even starting to realize that, um it targets consumers, those trends that you mentioned um, that kind of speak to how humans kind of fixate on one thing. And then the next time there's something new and bright and shiny, we shift our attention to that. And we just kind of move on and on and on. And I think social media 
in one aspect like TikTok, you just get things constantly. Like you could scroll and there's something brand new to um, fixate on for a while. And then the second you get bored, there's another thing. And I think that's one thing. But I honestly, as much of a hater of TikTok um, as I am, I agree that there's no such thing as just taking it away and ending it all and like fixing the issue because um, even the internet as a whole, I think you could say that the issue is not stopping it. The issue is learning to um, to work with it and use it in a healthy way. Adapt. I would like to also agree with Charlie. Like the way you said, like people like post music and stuff on on it all the time. People will personally say, like, if you are with a car with me. My music taste is basically TikTok. Like all my songs, like a lot of my songs, I find I find it on TikTok, and like under like, but like the underground artists, not like mainstream, like underground, and like they're like cool, and like I feel like they wouldn't get like the outreach they would have if they didn't have TikTok, you know. Yeah, and I feel like aside from just the creativity aspect, there's also like different conversations about actually important matters that happen on TikTok, where it's whether it's informational videos from people who actually know what they're talking about or just starting a conversation about important things, it gets to a large audience all across the world. So it's not just depending on the country. But it's like that with several other forms of media where it connects people throughout the entire world. Because of the attention span most of us now have because of TikTok, Short format informational videos are really good for establishing things we need to know. Instead of going into a long rant about the history behind this topic and why it's important, you can just list the facts, why it's important, in less than 60 seconds, and people will get it. Not only will they get it, it'll stick with them for a while. And that's important. Yeah, like for me, like some recent, like, I guess, like stuff I've picked up on and want to learn more from. It's because of those, like, 60-second TikToks, like, they give me all, like, the main facts, and if I'm interested enough, I go do my own research on it, and, like, recently, I kind of, like, I've kind of been getting into, like, climate change just because I saw, like, multiple videos about it coming up, but, like, I know I couldn't just trust TikTok because some of those information, some of the information is not always going to be true, mm-hmm. so you got to, like, take it into your own hands and, like, go do the other stuff yourself. You can't always just rely on social media. I recently learned a really cool fact on YouTube Shorts via a um, London historical YouTuber about how human rights and the principle of habeas corpus was created because of a fat joke. (laughs) (laughs) See, now as a journalist here, I have to agree and also disagree. Um, Play devil's advocate a little bit. I think one of the scariest things about this, like, short form information you're talking about, I do think it could be useful. In some ways, but um, just like you mentioned, it is not okay for people to think that TikTok is a place, uh, is the main source of information because so much can get um, miscommunicated, twisted, um, just completely kind of not not shown in a correct light. Um, I think that a lot of news, there's like obviously a really good... um, an increase in people in our age group becoming aware of what's going on in the world because of TikTok, but there are also some really crazy things, um, like QAnon, for example, if you're, um, aware, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but I'm just saying, if you go down the rabbit hole and you think that you're doing 
well and you think that you're, you know, being proactive and being a responsible um, citizen just by, like, intaking information, you have to you're be really not. careful because yeah. you will go down a rabbit hole and you can become, you know, maybe that thing called an insurrectionist. A knob in general. Yeah. Uh, so you got to be careful and you got to make sure you're not, like, in an echo chamber <coughs> when you're intaking that information. I think that's yeah. very important to consider. But yeah, I do think it could potentially not be evil. I feel like TikTok is good in moderation. Also, I feel like TikTok is not good for like younger kids though. I feel like yeah. that's where like the most biggest impact is made, like on the younger kids, because they're like they don't know the right from wrong. So what they see on TikTok, they think it's always okay. Like if it's on there, it should be okay, which Absolutely. is not always like the truth, you know? Yeah, it's never that simple. Impressionable brains are. It's scary to see, you know. How even the generation kind of like a little bit younger than us, yeah. like people that are, you know, just kind of starting to form opinions on um, worldly issues. Oh, yeah. It's scary to think they could get that Maybe. from an influencer. Because, yeah, they, I feel like, I mean, like for me, like when I was younger, like, I mean, TikTok wasn't that. It was just musically, but that was just your face and that was it. But now, like, I see like teenagers like being more, like, I don't know if they feel like internally or externally. But more, like, pressure to be, like, look older, feel older, and just, like, be older. Because sometimes I'll see someone, like, oh, she looks like she's 14. They're like, no, she's 8. And I'm just like, oh. And I'm just, they're seeing all this stuff, like, scrolling on it. And they feel like they have to be these people now instead of, like, waiting as they get older to mature and become themselves. Absolutely. So you feel like TikTok makes people try to mature faster? Yeah, I think, well, I think TikTok is, like, something that informs, like, has an effect on it. But... I think, like, peer pressure, like, maybe from school and just people around them seeing their age mates do that, too, probably affects that as well. I don't know if it's entirely TikTok, but I think yeah. social media in general with the need to adhere to what's popular Absolutely. and what you're supposed to look like, I mm-hmm. think definitely plays a huge part in that. Do you guys remember begging your parents for social media? Oh, my gosh, Because yes. yes. I do. I I'm remember. the youngest child, so, like, oh. Same. Yeah, I remember having a pitch to my mom why I could like handle having a Snapchat account and I was in the sixth grade and all of my friends were using social media and you know that's where like speaking to that peer pressure aspect thinking that you need to have it because everybody else has it well if you're that susceptible to wanting to follow trends to fit in then absolutely you're gonna follow more of those trends whenever you see it on your for you page and that is scary to me. Yeah, like, I remember, I used to make so many presentations for my parents just to, like, give them a reason why I can have something. But I don't think I got Snapchat until, like, 8th grade and Instagram until, like, 10th grade. Because, like, I always saw my friends on it and I just saw, like, a lot of, like, the online bullying stuff. Because I would see, like, those Snapchat threads of people making fun of someone. I'd be like, oh. And it was kind of, like, scary, but at the same time, like, that's the only place anyone around my age was talking on, so I felt left out a little bit, which did kind of hurt. But, like, growing up, I kind of see, like, I didn't really need it right then and there. I remember the first time, uh, well, basically, when I got Snapchat, I was just, like, bored at home, so I, like, downloaded it on my phone. But I know I had to ask my mom to get an Instagram, and she didn't let me get into, like, 7th or 8th grade. And going through that process of making an Instagram with my mom was, like, so weird because she, like, she told me stuff I could put and can't put. And then she monitored, like, monitored my Instagram account for, like, a while. So that was, like, weird to me. Looking back, I wish my mom would have monitored my Instagram. 
could have saved myself some embarrassment because oh. <laughs> as a child, you think, like, oh, it's fine. It's like, so cool. Like, you don't realize. <laughs> and now, looking back, <laughs> I want to thank my mom for trying to get me to... Um, Stay off. Yeah, and just, like, be a kid for as long yeah. as possible, but I definitely was kind of robbed out of some of my childhood. So thinking about kids that are downloading it in, like, fourth grade, like, I could not imagine. No, like, still to this day, I go to my mom and be like, is this a good picture? You think this would be okay for me to post my Instagram? Like, this is not weird, right? And, like, I was like, go through so many steps. <laughs> and then the Instagram archives I have are so bad. Like, the pictures I used to thought, like, I, I like, looked so good in an eighth grade. Like, oh, this looks fire. What makes you feel like it isn't? What makes you doubt yourself now? Well, just the way I looked, you know, I had a giant forehead, had some glasses, you know. where did you, did you <laughs> think that? Had my hair dyed, followed oh. the, tr- oh my gosh, guys. The blonde tips, hair dye trend. Oh. Like, when you dye your hair. Yeah. Especially, like, because I was black, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be like Odell Beckham Jr. No, nah, I did not look like Odell at all. It just, uh-huh. just did not work for me. Frosted tips are like mullets. They were around back in the day, and they don't need to come back. Yeah. Mullets are great. Actually, oh, Especially nice. if you have a curly hair yes. mullet, like curly hair. Oh, yeah. Those it's are good. That's miss. cool. See, okay, there's some trends. Like, if you look back to about, like, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, oh, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. 2000s, trends, like, w- like came and went. Mm-hmm. That trends like, will always be a thing, yeah. but bell bottoms are coming back. What are they? They call like the flare pants. Bell bottoms. I but love like, that are song. people gonna be dressing like e girls and <laughs> visco girls and stuff in like twenty years? I don't think no. so. Don't think so because that's just like visco isn't even a thing anymore. Now it lasted oh. maybe a few months. A lot of like girls have visco. I don't, I've never used visco in my life. I, like, I don't girls. get the purpose. Yeah, I don't. I don't. See, like, there's some things that are less harmful than others. Yeah, that one was just, I think, like, people just... Actually, can we talk about Visco for a second? Check out my Visco. It was no. harmlessly stupid. But, and yeah. Annoying. <laughs> Very annoying. Because you can't, like, comment on somebody's picture. For a while, <coughs> yeah. you couldn't even interact with it. You just got to post your picture, and that was it. What I was think that was cool. Visco, you could just like, take aesthetic pictures and it was like aesthetic Pinterest. Okay, I love Pinterest, but I'm not about Pinterest. But I guess it was like I don't know, just like aesthetic stuff. Where do you guys think the most useless like form of social media is? Mine is Facebook. I don't get Facebook. I don't have Facebook. Facebook or Instagram. Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. I enjoy Snapchat. It's like I like I do, but like it's not really. But it's like the same thing as texting people. Yeah. But like, then just well, text them. That's you, the th- you know how weird it is to send pictures over text, so. like a picture of your face over text. But why, why would you send a text? Like, why would you send a picture of your face in the first place? Are you having a conversation? Probably Sometimes, not. you know, that leads into a conversation. Well. But like, you send a picture like, oh, what are you doing, you know? Because maybe that, like, at a Chiefs game, like, mm. you know? Why not just Okay, text but somebody. Snapchatters are such crappy photographers. They take a picture of their forehead and send it in call it a day that's a work of art i've never understand snapping i don't i think well let's talk about the fact that like i feel like, like people that do what he just said are like like side or like insecure and i feel like that's because of social media too you mentioned that earlier you were like i feel pressured to like look good in every snap so oh, why? that is true like you never know what's gonna happen when you send that snapchat they could be right about a dozen people so guess what happens when you don't have to take a picture of your face to communicate with somebody you're not worried about how you look all the time, and you can communicate. Whoa. I don't know. That's why I hate snapping people. I think 
We should all ban Snapchat. Have I you enjoy Snapchat. I don't think you need to ban it to choose Snapchat. to not use it. Not ban, I mean personally. Like, ha- have you guys ever taken a break from social media before? I delete Snapchat all the time. Oh, I delete Snapchat. Like, I deleted it for a month because I was bored. Oh, for a month is wild. I'd take like a three-day detox. No, I was just tired of Snapchat. Try four months over the summer. Oh, I cannot. Because here's the thing. That's like how I text all my friends. Like, the group that, chats and all that, I will miss out if I delete Snapchat. That's the only reason like, I like keeps me like there. That's my only problem because that's where everyone texts, and it's hard yeah. to get people off of that. Yeah. Be a trendsetter. So I remember, but, like, what I do for my Snapchat to, like, make me stay off of it, I turn off all notifications. So, like, I don't know when anybody texts me. So, like, for me, platforms like, say, Discord, which is what I use, that is my main way to communicate with people for, say, a school project because... My Verizon hasn't been fixed yet. <laughs> Can you explain Discord, actually? I've yeah. never used it, and so, I don't know. It's kind of a catch-all platform, right? You get um, servers for a given topic. Let's say you're really into, uh, name a game real quick. Sally Face. Let's say you're really into Sally Face, and you know a bunch of buddies who are also what into it. Face? It's an indie game. I have no I idea what it is. I'm just running with this. Okay. It's supernatural. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm just running with it. I have no idea what Sally Face okay. is. Let's continue. Um, we digress, as always. Um, let's say, you know, a lot of people who are really into Sally Face. Um, you put them together in a Discord server. You're able to discuss Sally Face or just meet new people. You have a general topic to create a server via Discord around, and it becomes something more. Then there are other stuffs. I met a buddy in my theater class who later introduced me to a Discord server that was meant for people they met on VR chat. Slowly just became a group chat with more with extra bits. Again, it's catch-all platform. Mm-hmm. It's private messaging, but also not. I mostly use it for private messaging because, again, my Verizon hasn't yet been fixed. Question. Have you ever met somebody on a VR, whatever? I, I don't have virtual reality. I I had VR chat for like a few weeks, and then because of my crappy computer, it can't work anymore. Do you I, ever talk to strangers on there? No, just with people I know. Do you know people that do talk to strangers on Discord? Yes, a lot of them. What is that relationship like? I know we mentioned parasocial relationships before, but as somebody who's never had one, I have a couple buddies who are actively in an online relationship right now, like online romantic relationship, and apparently it's going really well for them. I'm happy for them. That is wild. To me, respectfully, like, all due respect, that sounds awesome. But that is crazy. I'm, like, scared, like, what if they're not actually them, you know? Well, I think with online relationships, there's a certain amount of information that, regardless how much you trust them, you don't divulge unless you've met them in person. Absolutely. And, of course, online, like, we were talking about this before, well, not before we started rolling this, man, it's always recording, but before this episode is probably going to start in post, how social media has not so much ruined our lives and our relationships as it has evolved. evolved, Yes, evolved them. I would like to also like, what do you say? Like you find friends like on social media all the time. Like me, me growing up, I know I used to play this. uh, I used to play like 2K Madden all the time, like on the PS5, PS4 back then. And then you end up talking to those people a lot that you meet online. Mm -hmm. And they actually like end up becoming your friends. Like, I remember I used to talk to this guy every single day, but, like, my cousin knew him, so, like, it wasn't, like, a random, random person. His name was Gabe, and, like, 
we just talk about everything. Like he was like my therapist, and I just like <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was just great, you know. I'll say like as someone like I don't post public or like private information about me online, but I do have several friends online that I've never met in my life, yeah. and it's still a very close friendship even if I don't know who they are in person. Most of the people I know online that I'm buddies with that I don't know in person, I know by proxy via the buddy I met in theater class. They're a friend of a friend, so I, in a way, still trust them, and I can build a rapport with them over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I trust my friend to trust that these people aren't monsters. Right? There's a natural level of trust that comes with everything we do. Meeting people in real life, there's always going to be a risk about that, but we do it anyway. I don't see why online it's any different. To be completely honest, I don't... Because aside from obviously sharing personal information, like your real name or where you live and stuff... Yeah, I feel like that's I something like you should never... That's. I feel like that's definitely a line you should not cross, but I feel like people stigmatize talking to people online so much when you don't know who everyone in your real life is either. There's just as much chance that the person in your real life isn't a good person as there is people online. You just maybe don't have a face to put to it. I, as somebody who has never experienced that kind of, I've just really never talked to anybody online that I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, which is kind of, it's just terrifying, um, the thought of me, like, talking to somebody and never knowing, like, I don't know, is this person being genuine? Because my question is, is social media, like, I know you can really fabricate a lot of things about yourself and your personality, and I'm somebody who, um, appreciates, like, a genuine, like, face-to-face, like, we kind of just bounce off of each other. There's no, like, oh, I can half-swipe this text and decide how to respond to it. Like, you just got to know off the cuff. Some texts be dangerous, though. That's what Some I mean. Some be really dangerous to not half-swipe. It's just, it's, I just personally think. I'll half-swipe my mom if I have to. Well, <laughs> I think that's a personal <laughs> issue. Because, <laughs> like, some texts would be, like, oh, how do I respond to this? Let me give me 30 more minutes to think about it. I just don't see that as a useful tool in day-to-day interaction. But that being said, day-to-day interaction is changing completely, like, with our society, with social media. Like, it's not going away. The internet and the way that works is not going away. We just have to learn how to adapt to that in a healthy way. But me personally, I'm going to play the grandma here and say that that's not my preferred style of communication, and that's okay. Good for you guys, because that is something that maybe I'm just scared of. Maybe I'm just scared of change. And that's fine. It's based on each individual person. Like, Mm -hmm. I, for instance, I can't tell when people are being genuine in real life because I'm not good at social cues. Um, So it doesn't really make a difference whether it's online or in person for me because I can't tell either way. So there's a lot of trust I'm going to have to put in someone regardless, so it doesn't matter. That's interesting. Yeah. I would have never thought of it like that, honestly. So it just depends on the own, like, person and their experiences with social interactions, so. Like with most things, it's nuanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is. Yeah. It, you know. Call back to a phrase we've used throughout this video, it is never that simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's always some kind of, um, 
other side to the argument. Beyond. I think it's very helpful that we all kind of have different experiences with the use of social media and like how well just how often we use it, you know, like how we use it. So it's interesting to hear that point of view. Uh, what are some trends that social media have like brought up? Like, like, like people do like follow all the time that like you guys don't like. Like me personally, I'm in a fashion, and one fashion thing I hate is jorts. I hate when people wear jorts. Like jorts <laughs> are not okay. I mean, it was like two times I've seen outfits with people with jorts. Like, okay, they look fine, but jeans. usually, jorts, jean shorts, jean shorts are like like go down to your knee. Like like First those. of all, the biggest oh. mistake the fashion industry ever made, besides the existence of the fashion industry, was calling them jorts. Oh, yeah, yeah jorts are they did not. Jeggings is Also, just long shorts in general are an ick. Like that goes yeah. past your Capri knee. Capri pants. Okay, can we talk about the fact you're that you're fine? Like, it doesn't go past your knee. You're fine. But like, if, well, like it I have some shorts that go past my knee, and it's comfortable. Burn them. You I feel like seen that. Like, it's rub comfortable. It rubs your what, knee are you hairs in a weird way. You cannot. It means that I that my knees don't have to worry about the wind you, that is constantly happening you also in Missouri. Cover your ankles so people don't stare at your ankles. This is crazy. To Just me. wear pants. Cause I wear sweat. <laughs> I'm thinking he's doing the most banging out. Have you ever have you seen everyone in a pair of jorts? Like you don't know what you <laughs> don't know what I look like in a pair of jorts. You don't know what Barack Obama looks like in a pair of jorts. Maybe so, he hey. really pulls them off. You never know. Oh my god. Why would you say that? Barack Obama in a pair of jorts. A lot of people be thinking they put them put it on. They don't be putting it on for like I don't want to know what they be wearing. Like, hey. it'd be, like, weird. And that's but okay. But they the, can also like they, it. They enjoy it. Right. I know. They can you enjoy don't, it. But and that's like, a personal choice. People are acting like they have a opinion of what other people do. No, tell like, her. Tell her. You guys are acting like I go up to them and be like, no. I shun you. I'm that's not, me. I'm not trying to call that's you out. social media. Because, like, if you see someone wear an outfit, if you go to the comics, it's like half of them are gassing them and telling them, oh, that looks stupid. Like, why are you wearing that? And, like, it's a whole problem. Like, if someone wants to wear that, let them wear that. It's really not affecting you. Like how we mentioned, like the immediate, like people just like state their opinion without anybody asking them to. That's one thing I really don't enjoy about social media Mm -hmm. is just people get to just say what they want about what you're doing. It's like, who asked? Who cares? Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm going to do what I want to do if I like it. And I don't really need anybody projecting their insecurities onto me. So Of course, that is something that happens just as much in real life because... The thing is, I think people are a lot more comfortable hiding behind a screen mm-hmm. and saying their opinions, and I think that is something that we could do without. Of course, they're now if you would be. come to my like come up to me and you would say, "Hey, that looks stupid. Those jorts look terrible on you." I've never made fun of anybody over like <laughs> jorts like in a comment section ever. Well, I'm anyway. just saying, me personally, I don't like those jorts. Okay, we've we've said our piece about jorts. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. I don't know. No, um, please continue. You're very about passionate jorts. about jorts. <laughs> I'm saying that now, like I don't want to build an outfit with jorts one day. But listen, it's just like some of them are like okay, and then some of them are good. But like you know, it's like yeah, pulling it off is hard. Is there anybody? That's what makes it like challenging. Have you ever tried jorts? No, but I've tried my first pair of like like not it's like khaki shorts, but like they're not short. 
I'm going to take the liberty of adjusting the topic. (laughs) Get the words of the great philanthropist Coca-Cola. You got to try it first. Okay. Yeah. I try out Joyce. I'll get back to you guys on the next week on the podcast. All right, cool. cool. Is there anybody? (laughs) You have to wear jorts to one of our shows. Wear it to the podcast. I will take a picture of you so you can't escape it and it will haunt you forever. And we will take that picture in landscape, not portrait, because that is my thing. It will forever be on the internet right now. Guys, that's what Lay the jorts to rest. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I think it was really funny. I didn't have an opinion on jorts before this, and now I guess I do. So thank you for that. Um, Is there anybody that you feel like influences you on social media that like immediately comes to mind? ASAP Rocky. I'm sorry. I look at social media for like fashion and stuff. Okay, Okay. Carson is influenced by ASAP Rocky. Who's next? I don't have a specific person. I don't have anyone most social media yeah, I, I really use as private messaging. Like, like, at least a single person. I mean, like, I like good makeup stuff, but that's it. I like that answer. Wow. Yeah. Guys, I mean, the only reason why I look like ASAP Rocky, no, I like looking at people's styles yeah. and stuff. Hey, that's, that's okay. okay. It's okay. I'm like influenced something. by Tyler, the creator. Yeah. I mean, I guess um, Sellsword Heart Arts has influenced how I view fight choreography in action films. See, that's cool. That's cool. That's better than mine. I said fashion. That's like inspiration for art. Like that's a healthy way. Yeah. Although now I can't, I can't use the dagger in Assassin's Creed Two because he uses reverse grip on it. So now. Hmm. (laughs) I've never played that game, but that sounds enticing. It's really good. You get to run around in Florence and Venice. It's really cool. Two cities I love. Yes. You just and during the Italian Renaissance as well. Fun. Yes. I've only watched people. My brother played it and got stuck on the ship every time and quit the game at that point. So okay, that's Black Flag. That's or Rogue. Rogue probably because I was glitchier. I think I might have been negatively influenced not to play video games Why? because there's a weird stigma around mm-hmm. like I think the gamer stereotype, uh, okay. and that yeah. came from TikTok. What gamer stereotype? There's like a whole girl the gamer stereotype, stereotype that gamers that are racist snobbers. For like a month, I guess. Like performative, like over-sexualization. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. There's you know, all like people like, got, like tra- trashing every girl gamer for like a little bit. And yeah. you know, those people do exist. They're all knobs. But like with all stereotypes, <laughs> it is unnecessary. <laughs> They're all knobs. Right? Yeah. Nothing is ever that simple. Okay. Unless like it's that. a Call of Duty lobby, they will. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't but go I don't Call deal Duty. with Call yeah. of Duty, so. Um. Yeah, if you go in there and you're in voice chat, you're going to get mauled. <laughs> I believe it. Sing. <laughs> God. You know, but, yeah. Like with the PUBG lobby, apparently I don't play that either, but uh-huh. apparently those lobbies are one man is standing constantly. It is a brawl. <laughs> See, I've never played. A video game other than like Mario Kart. I don't know okay, Mario Kart is a manger. That's that's amazing. Well, it it, it was a great time. It, I didn't own it myself. It just at birthday parties I would go play it with them, and it was awesome because I was sheltered. My mom wouldn't let me play video games or watch SpongeBob. But my dad's house oh. on the weekends, I would sneak watching SpongeBob because my mom said it wasn't informational. <laughs> oh my god! My, my, uh, so that sucks. So I really just never thought about playing video games but you know sometimes i feel left out because like right now i want to know what you're talking about i want to be in on the joke like i'm just not familiar and it makes me sad it's okay i didn't know anything about social media until two and a half years ago 
You don't so, want to know about I that. I think you're better way, off that way. I'm jealous. Yeah. I wish that <laughs> no, was my outcome. I felt bad because anytime anyone make any joke about like anything social media, which you don't realize how common that is, I would not know what was happening. Yeah. I didn't know who uh, like any popular music artist was either. That's honestly that's kind of crazy. That's, yeah. Yeah. You, know Drake? you have an interesting I didn't know perspective who Drake was. then. I still don't know who Drake is. <laughs> Face is wild. That's such a lie. You have I, to. I know of Drake. I know the name, and I know he makes music. That is all I know. Yeah. yeah. Consider Drake. yourself lucky. I'm what? just kidding. You don't He's like actually. Drake? Actually, I'd have no beef with Drake. I just want to say like something like sassy. For no there we go. And Kanye. He hates him and Kanye. Well, Kanye is deserved. Okay, guys. Well, Kanye guys. got a platform through yes. Twitter, yes. and it turned him into a POS, and I'm. That's one thing that I hate Twitter for. It's not Twitter's fault, but, like, it gives people this platform to have a soapbox about anything they yes. want, and they just get to rant, and it's and like, nobody cares about Twitter is opinion. its own monster. Oh, right? yeah. It's its own little that, cesspool. Yeah. Elon Musk. And on the note <sighs> of that whole informational thing, I just want to give a message to the audience. Get good enough at film analysis so you can say anything is informational and go into a rant about great character development. <laughs> As a baby film kid who's just getting into film, yes, that was cool. Yeah, I used to be in drama class. Did you like it? No, it was like I don't know. It was like it was this. It was like this year, first semester. It was like weird though. Because Why was it weird? I don't know. You know, they do warm ups. Everybody's so used to it. And I'm there trying to do it. It was just so like I was. I wasn't. They liked us. It was like, me and my friend because we're like everybody else. Everybody there. Was it like the drama click at SMA? Was Will Sullivan part of that? No, it wasn't. Off really. topic, but guys. I feel like we're all over the place. Um, yeah. There's a friend of mine we're, named we, Will Sullivan. We're always who, all over the I'm place. Sorry, this I'm is ADHD. us we're talking about. I <laughs> I have this friend, the friend that I just name dropped, Will Sullivan. He is playing Regina George in Mean Girls, and I think that's a great thing. What? And he wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if he didn't get to express himself openly in places like theater and social media because i remember he got, he got crazy over covid and he started really just doing his thing he made dancing videos and everybody's like okay will and look at him now he's the lead in mean girls at a catholic school good job will oh at a, uh, yeah and he's oh, openly oh. gay he goes to sma that's amazing yes Okay. Should we, we do like an ending question? Why did I confuse Mean yeah. Girls with Heather's? They're kind of similar, to be honest with you. Just, yeah. Okay. Still need to watch. What's them. a good? Do ending you have question? a good? Um, do you have a thought for the ending question? Okay, so, this is just like a general question, but how do you guys think social media affect your like maturity as like growing up? Well, for me personally, I look at social media, but like I don't take it all the way too seriously because I know people like. I'm gonna like troll or like try to get at you, and like sometimes they do say something. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So like, it makes me open up my eyes like to stuff like people usually don't talk about because sometimes they bring those bigger problems and issues to social media. So that's like how I get informed sometimes about like big problems. But like overall, social media has not like affected me totally as a person, except for like I feel like it's weird like especially like if you want like want to try to do social media. How, like, people around you are, like, trying to make fun of you for it or something. That is true. I think my experiences with social media has taught me to be more steadfast. It, right? It's 
helped me to expand not only saying what I mean, but say it well. The ability to, when I go into a rant over, say, Discord, I have the ability to edit and re-edit and make sure everything I say is the best put possible. Normally, it takes me at least a day to rehearse a good rant. (laughs) I'm serious. But I think it has taught me to get better at stuff like oratory or being more steadfast, being more honest, knowing where I stand on important stuff. It's also gotten me to learn a lot, like that habeas corpus fat joke thing. True story. I, oh, oh, oh. oh, sorry. I kind of agree where, I mean, like I said, uh, social interaction isn't overly different for me in person than it is online, because I can't tell people's intentions regardless. But I feel like it's helped me be more straightforward with what I'm saying, and where I'm just more blatant about what I'm like trying to communicate instead of just talking around it because so like self-expressive yeah mm-hmm. I think it's just made it easier for me. I would like to also add that social media made me like realize like I have no room to judge anybody because like you never know what somebody's going through. It's so, like every time like now like I like usually I was I used to be like a judgmental person but now like it's your life and like do what you want to do. But like if like I don't like it or like if I like I just want like heavily associated with you but like I won't look at you like any less of a person just because like what you like doing or like anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. me personally um I think that social media more than anything has turned me into a critical thinker mm-hmm. and by that I mean um I don't judge people um I feel like as easily as I might have if I, well, this is kind of like a, it's a double-sided kind of question. How has it affected my maturity? Because for me to become more mature because of social media, I had to kind of see my own immaturity whenever I was using it without realizing how damaging it could be. And, you know, it's taught me to ask questions about where is this coming from? Um, Does this person know what they're talking about? Also questions that are more introspective like, do I really care about what this random stranger would think about my face in this video that I enjoyed, like, making? Like, does it really need to matter? And it's just kind of, you know, allow me to think things through before I decide to let somebody else's opinion um, infect my opinion of myself, if that makes sense. I feel like it did, like, the same thing for me. Like, be sympathetic towards others, but also, like... Especially, like, towards the end of COVID, coming out of it, I really look back at how social media affected me, and it made me, like, do a whole, like, retake about how I want to have social media in my life, because I feel like it had too much of a grip over every thought and decision I made, so it's kind of made me, like, more independent and just, like, trying to form my own minds and thoughts and opinions. Snaps, that was so good. All right, well... Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about social media and its effects on us individually. All over the place conversation. Yeah. Can I do a YouTube ending? And yo, thank you for everybody for watching, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. See you guys in the next video. Smash like that like button. Smash that like button. Like, <laughs> subscribe, <laughs> comment, and comment. Yeah. Be Hit like, share with your friends. Share with your mom, grandma. All right. See you guys later. Peace, Peace out. Peace out. Hail to the proud. Hail to you all. We're dying. Wow. 
I Can Relate is brought to you by Lee Summit Cares. Lee Summit Cares is a local nonprofit led by an advisory board of local teams focusing on helping youth development positive relationships and creating a culture of physical and mental wellness in the community. I Can Relate is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or most of your favorite podcast apps. This podcast is a production of Fredcast. Think, speak, act.